0: Okay, ready? We'll do. A, let's do one, two, three, four, five, and then clap on six. Okay. But do. But you got to do the ands. One and two and three and four. That. Yes. And then we'll clap five and and clap on six. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Together, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Nope. Here we go. Okay. One and two and three and four and five and. Oh, I forgot to clap. God damn it, really? Hey everybody, welcome to I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells,
1: you're welcome. I uh, got my haircut today, and my normal chick couldn't do it, so Tracy, um, a gay man, did it, and he was great, did a good job, but I was looking at, here's what's horrible about getting your hair cut for me, I imagine this way for you too is having to sit and look at yourself in the mirror for 30 minutes, which is just almost like torture for me. And I thought, my hair is not growing fast anymore, which means I'm probably going to die in four to six months of (laughs) some sort of testicular cancer. Wow. That's what I had to think about for 30 minutes today. Welcome to I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay, by the way. What do you think about this haircut thing I'm talking about?
0: I like looking at myself in the mirror. I always have. Um, I don't know what that is, but it's a weird thing where That shocks me. I would have really guessed the opposite for you. No, I like, I enjoy it. Now, I see pictures of me from the side where I'm looking fat as fuck. I don't like those pictures. But when I'm looking in the mirror, I know how to like position myself in the mirror. Like I I have like great model Like, you know, models have this thing where they can look into a camera a certain way and look fucking amazing. And then you see them outside the camera and they're like, yeah, they're pretty, they're okay, but they're not super hot. And then they look in the camera and they're like, God damn, girl, I'm that way. When I look in the mirror, I had like fucking check my like I got all the angles, man. I look good in a mirror. And then as soon as I change my position which is what everybody sees me in the other positions and then I see pictures that I'm like ooh shit I need to lose some LBs and get younger
1: here's me every time anyone sends me a picture of me or a video of me uh delete (laughs) don't even look at it hey did you see that thing absolutely
0: not dude I just see these I see these pictures of me with my gut and I'm like I want to die now. It's so bad. <laughs> I just, oh, I, why? Who gives a shit, dude? Nobody cares. It's no not like I'm cares. trying to get laid or anything anymore.
1: Well, totally. That's all over.
0: Except I will say this here's who I like to watch perform skinny people. Guess who I don't want to watch perform? Fat people. Guess who I don't want to see perform on stage? The fat guy. Guess who I do want to see? The thin guy. So it's just
1: me. I actually feel the opposite. Really thin people, I hate them, and really fat people, they're okay with me. They're a okay. I like them because they're usually funny and interesting, and they're not gonna they're not gonna fuck all my bitches.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is which is no, that's only funny because we're both married, and so there's this thing that guys have where like even though those aren't our bitches they kind of in fact are our bitches even though we're not trying to fuck them because we're married they're still our bitches
1: it was look it was a way for me to say and i i just it's dawning on me that might have ruffled some feathers what i meant was i'm not threatened by unattractive men for obvious fucking primitive reasons they don't yeah me. yeah bo burnham is a thin as a rail nice looking dude super smart super funny obviously well connected making specials making films living a life that, from my limited perspective, seems amazing. Now, he threatens me as a male, and I hate him. For Jim Somali- Gaffigan, on the Jim- other hand, Jim Gaffigan's A-OK with me because he's extremely unattractive. He's going to get fatter every year for the rest of his life, remain funny, and remain uh, quizzical and incisive about culture and about life, and he's going to be married to the same chick in New York, and they're going to have a million kids because they're Catholic, and no problemo.
0: All right, can I can I now weigh in on all of those people? The two people I mentioned? Sure. First of all, Bo Burnham, not that attractive. He is skinny, but he's not that attractive. And Jim Gaffigan is not attractive enough for, for my taste. Like, if he was better looking, I would appreciate his humor more. In fact, his last special, is was like, I don't even want to watch it because he's too unattractive for me. Like Jeff Ross, I can't watch him at all. Like oh, he's, he's so hard. he's so ugly he, that I don't think he's funny. And he might be funnier than I think. He's super funny. Pat, he's super Patton Oswalt, so unattractive. I can't. I yeah. don't think he's funny at all. But I don't think he's funny. But maybe he is funny. But he's so unattractive. I can't. Want, I. I don't find it amusing. I don't think he's funny.
1: No, he's not funny. What about David Cross on the attractive level? David Cross is an attractive man. I know, but is he unattractive enough for you to not watch him is what
0: I'm asking. No, he is attractive. I find him attractive. Oh, you think he is attractive. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I don't like his new beard. That beard's... Yeah, he's got the long beard guy. Not my favorite, but here's why I find... Do you want to know why I find him attractive? Because people might say, well, he's not attractive because he's bald and he's got glasses and he's kind of looks like a nerd. You know why I like him? Because he's fucking bald. And doesn't try to fucking hide it with a fucking cap or a fucking stupid hat. And and he's he's got some vision problems and he doesn't try to fucking wear contact lenses. Guess what he (laughs) is? He's fucking bald, can't fucking see properly, nerd. And guess what he looks like? That. And guess what I guess what I find attractive? People that are what they are. That, yeah, you like people. you like
1: people who look like what they are. That you've expressed that before.
0: Dude, if that's what you like it's when people are trying to hide some shit that I'm like, mm-mm. But I don't know, man. If somebody's like super unattractive, I can't I can't it's hard. It's hard for me to do like John I love John Prime. I think he's great. And uh I can't watch him. He's too old and too fat. Now that's probably going to can, post cancer. He looks real weird too. Yeah, yeah, he looks super weird, and and I love him, and and I'm glad that he, I'm glad everybody's not like me because he does really well, and people people love to see him, and I feel bad for even saying it because it's stupid, and I understand it's stupid, and like it's not cool for me to feel that way, but it's the truth. Unfortunately, I I I hate that part about me. I wish I was not. I wish I wasn't. That way, I wish I wasn't so judgmental about the way people look or act really I, it would I would be happier because I would cut a lot more slack to m- but here's the thing by the way, in case you're listening to this and you're like, "Fuck that guy as much judgment as I put upon the world and all the people in it, I focus that to the extreme on myself. I am my harshest c- critic and uh, I'm not a friend of myself at all. So as much as I do that to the world, I do it to myself even more and uh, and it sucks. It's not fun. You've just res- you've just restored balance
1: to the cosmos. Bing bang. By by admitting that. Bing <laughs> dong dong. That's what the sound of cosmic
0: balance is. Bing bang. Bing dong. Bing, Bing boom. Bing bang. Dude, I was listening to my old uh, audio. Every once in a while on my iTunes, some old audio commentary will will creep in, into my iTunes because I have all the audio commentaries that I did from for all my records that are on my website. And uh, mm-hmm. the old ones from like 10 years ago, I'm so fucking chill, dude. I'm like, yeah. So I was at this thing and I was... Like, that's the way I was, I was like, dude, I got to go back to being chill. You know why I was chill? Getting laid on the rags. What do you talk like now? Like a fucking dude who's not getting laid for shit. (laughs) 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 Dude, it's so rare that I have sex. It's crazy. So, yeah, I'm all like, I'm bing, bang, ping boom, ping tom, ping, bing, like a fucking ping. Dude, when you're getting laid on the regs, you're just like, fuck it, dude. I don't give a fuck. I'll just tell my story in the chillest way imaginable. When I'm getting laid a lot, I speak in this gravelly vocal fry.
1: <laughs> and it turns me into a midnight cowboy on the radio. Yeah, dude. We're going to take it, we're going to take it nice and slow. Yeah.
0: This is a song called 40 dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so getting back to haircuts, So, man, I, uh, I was getting my haircut on the rag and then I would get it every time I'd go in, I'd get it scheduled. And then after a while I started like scheduling like three or four haircuts in a row because this chick who cuts my hair is real busy. So I was doing that for a minute. And then I guess the last time I went in to get my haircut, there was no scheduled haircut. And so I didn't get my hair cut for like almost a year and uh, it got super long, but I loved it. Like I was like, oh, I love my hair long like this. But now I'm like, it's going to keep growing. And eventually, uh, I mean, I I was already there, but it was going to get problematic. Like I was going to start looking like, you know, like, dude, what are you doing?
1: Wait, so you're telling me it's super long right now or you just had it cut?
0: Well, so I finally I was like, I got to get it cut or I got to start getting it cut again but I like it at the length that it is. Like it's long, and and it kind of looks like it looked like when I put. I don't let
1: it keep out. going, bub. Let it keep getting all long.
0: So, anyways, I went in to get it cut, and okay, so you did get it cut. I Jesus got it, Christ, this is a tough story to follow. I got it cut about a week ago, and <laughs> and and I, and I did the same thing that I always do with my barber. I'm like, she's like, what do you, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, you're the fucking pro. You do what you you know do just do whatever. I, I I'm like I kind of like it you know, I should have just told her cut everything a half an inch and I'll come in every three weeks and cut everything a half an inch. You know what I mean? Have you never, have you never done the thing where you have a picture
1: of yourself that you love? I did that this morning. I just have a picture of me that I feel like I look great in, which I don't have many of those. And I just showed it to the guy. I said, can you just do this? And he said, yeah. And then he did that. You never done that? No, never done that in my life. Okay. But you you wanted to tell him to take half an inch off.
0: I felt like I should have done that, but I always do the thing where I'm like, "I'm like, no, you just do whatever you think." <laughs> she fucking whatever they think. And when she was done, dude, there was a pile of hair on the ground that you could have made a like an extra firm pillow with. I mean, that uh, was she a went. F-
1: she went way short.
0: No, she didn't. She fucking. I walked out of there looking like fucking Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men. I was like, what the fuck? I was not happy, dude. Uh, and of course, she was like, "What do you think?" And I'm like, oh, "It's going to take a minute." Right. No, I was like, oh, "It's going it to take all, a it minute." It always takes. It always takes a minute <laughs> for it to for it to do what I wanted to do. But I was like, on the inside, I was like, "I look like Javier Bardem and No Country for Old Men." I was not happy at all. Uh, I walked out of there and I was like, "Good God! What if I'm never going coming back here again?" Now it's been a couple days. It's looking. Better but It took a minute it, well, No I gotta do stuff I mean this is a haircut Where I gotta do some stuff I gotta like put some shit in my hair I gotta groom in I gotta fucking blow it. I gotta do some stuff If I don't do stuff It's Javier Bardem <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't like I mean I want the kind of hair That you just You sleep in it You shower in it And you don't You f- don't worry about it And just does the right thing This does not do the right thing Hmm Anyways, that's
1: a tragic story. We need to get that cosmos balance rebalanced. Bing bong.
0: (laughs) Bing bong. Here, I think I actually have the actual official cosmic balancing thing ready. Yeah, let's hear it. Oh, no, sorry. Wait. No, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's it, by the way.
1: So you're out in your studio, huh? Explain to our listeners what your studio is like. I've spent a lot of time in there. It's a v- beautiful room of music.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just a room that I have that's got um it's like painted blood red with blood red curtains and there's uh you know a bunch of art on the wall that's all weird. It's all this stuff that I can't really keep in the house because it's too weird cuz I've got kids and not that my kids care cuz they come into the studio all the time but we have play dates and stuff and you know i we still have a lot of weird art in the house i don't think it's weird it's what i like like i like that kind of art but i know who i am so i know i'm not a weirdo in that in you know what i mean i always think about people like who do super weird art i always think oh they must be weird themselves but it's not true like no they're not weird they're In fact, those people tend to be like the least weird. And the people that don't do weird shit tend to be weird. Like, because they get the weird out in their art.
1: They're able to behave normally because they're able to get what they see in their dreams out. Like that Joel Peter Wicken guy is probably absolutely pleasant to talk to and hang with. I follow like his daughter on Instagram, and you know she's like posting pictures of her hanging out with her dad and shit. Right, but
0: if you look but at his his photographs, you think, oh, this guy's a deranged lunatic. It must
1: be. I, I mean, there's the shit he's taking photos of is are so bizarre,
0: and I, gross. No, but they're so beautiful, and 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 I think if I Some was pho- but if I was a photographer, and especially if I was younger, I would want to take photos like. He took like those are really cool. I mean, now granted, he had to be around like naked amputees and stuff. Like the fact that he was and actually around and shit. Well, just the fact that he was around a naked person in general would be like, mm, I don't know if I want a lot of weird naked. dicks and fe- feet
1: and butts and a lot of weird
0: cadavers and. Here's how many. Shit. Here's how many penises I want to see in real life in one room at one time. One mine, oh, and not absolutely. even mine zero I would prefer but if I'm gonna have to pick between zero zero is my first pick yeah. one is my only option the other option which is my own my own penis but I don't want to see a, another penis I don't have any interest in seeing in real life now on on screen I don't look at penises all day long like I, f- I find it endlessly amusing to see like I love movies where you see the actor's penis like uh <laughs> like um,
1: Harvey Keitel in Bad Lieutenant.
0: Oh yeah, love that. Or or the <laughs> piano. He shows his penis and piano too. Uh, or like what's the Mister Fantastic or the mm. what about Javier,
1: Bardem, Javier Bardem's penis? Have
0: you? I don't think I've seen it in anything.
1: You go get your hair cut, and what if you left the haircut with looking like his hair, and you also got his
0: penis? I bet you he's probably got a decent penis. I imagine he's probably having a good time.
1: Yeah, he's probably having a good time down there.
0: Dude, he married my my chick. Who? Penelope Cruz. Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Wow. Put some babies Ooh. in her.
0: I'm Ooh. not. I'm not crazy about that. That was my lady. Yeah, you wrote a songy song about it. Yeah, I did write a song, hoping that she would hear it and uh, come over for a little for a few laughs. But she never made it, and <laughs> she probably few, never heard the song. Just a few quaint laughs, just some comedy. Here's what would suck. If she heard that song now, because you know she's probably still just a straight up W H O R E. If she heard that song now and she wanted to hook up and I'd be like, sorry, lady, I'm married. Mr. Window with Miz. And, and so are you. What are you thinking? She's like, oh, I you don't know. That's just, we have a European relationship. That's my Spanish accent. Wow. Can you do a Spanish accent? Uh, <laughs> barito. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Barito. <laughs> Actually, that's a good way. That's a good door into that accent. Barito. Barito, muy bien. We have a we have an open relationship, me and Javier. <laughs> See, now I fucking got it, dude. That I was, I was 100%. Me and Javier. Javier. Open relationship, so you can feel my titties. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, you can caress my titties. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Penelope. I would mm-hmm. love to caress your titties, but I'm married, so I can't do it. Go, go on, go on, babe. Caress my, caress my titties.
1: <laughs> you remember when Ted came up to us at a show and he said, "Some chick here wants to show you her boobs," and we were like, uh, "Okay." and she walked up and just showed us her boobs and we were like okay bye, bye. I,
0: I don't remember that at all
1: it was so odd we were just like uh... was she we were was like, she
0: attractive mm, i don't remember <laughs> i don't i it's it's so weird how much shit has happened that i don't remember like at all like i don't almost
1: all, everything
0: <laughs> it's so weird dude and i know people that remember everything that's ever happened to them i can't even imagine what that would be like to have that kind of brain the one good thing about my brain is that it tries to forget everything all the time thank god (laughs) like that's the only kind of yeah i mean i think what it is it's like i've fucking really burned most of my brain out like first drugs alcohol and now just not sleeping for years and years of not sleeping and so i i think i have such limited actual usable brain that my brain's just like well we got to dump every we got to get rid of everything all the time now because there's not much we can use here anymore <laughs> i really believe that i mean i don't know if that's true but it seems it makes sense to me yeah but you've been sober for so long you think
1: the, the regenerative Brain cells would have rewarded you for twenty years of sobriety.
0: I th- I didn't think that after eighteen that you made any more brain cells.
1: Well, I definitely don't know how brain cells work, or I know nothing about <laughs> neuroscience. So, <laughs> I thus, know. But, thus endeth the neuroscience portion. But let's of the talk broadcast.
0: about let's talk about that. Let's talk about like how much of our information is based on something we've read, and then we go, "Oh, that makes sense. It was in a book, and uh, it looks like that that guy." did some he actually I believe that he studied this thing and this is what he reported so now that's the fact that I'm going to go forward through my entire life and everything we know is that very little of what we think we know is stuff that we've actually experienced in our lives and, and decided that's the way it is like all of But our, actual
1: experience is not a great indicator of reality because experience
0: is so subjective and people misremember experience. and, and I, I'm agreeing with what you're saying 100% that even our own experiences are pretty rough. But, dude, the fact that we're just taking, like, all the information that you know about all the places you've never been to is all, like, that's all, you know. Like, all you've... You're all what are you're, you saying?
1: It's unre- You're saying it's
0: unreliable? I'm not saying it's unreliable. I'm just saying, like, you know, your whole idea about the universe and how how it started and how time's expanding and then it's gonna stop expanding and you know all that shit like the big bang stuff is something you've read that's not something you experienced in your life well
1: we're living in that reality but the way the way that it works is there's a theory about what explains phenomenon and then they say if this is true this is what we should see and when you start to see the things that are hypothesized if it were true it bulwarks a theory about reality. So, like long before they could measure radiation in space, they they came up in the '70s with the Big Bang theory that everything started. All the all right, mass but, in the universe right, was in one but, but, ball. But, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish the thought. It won't be <laughs> long. I promise. Everything was all the mass in the universe is in a little ball. It exploded.
0: Hold, oh, so oh, hold on, before you go any further, I gotta. I got no. I gotta loosen. I gotta loosen some stuff. forever. Zip. And <laughs> okay. I'm ready. They said. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. Zip.
1: You know what? I'm not going to even finish it. Let's just move on.
0: <laughs> but let's just. You see, you had me at radiation. You had me at radiation in space. Radiation in space. That's something you read about. And you're like, OK, I'm going to believe that there's radiation in space. Our ideas about what the world is and what life is and all this stuff, a lot of it has to do with stuff that people have told us and it has nothing like at no point were you just sitting around as a child, looked up in space and go, I bet you there's radiation up there because you wouldn't even know what fucking radiation is. It's not like you were like playing around with your Legos and you're like, Oh yeah, I bet you there's like some force that's holding this. Uh, Someone did do that. Some, right. Isaac, some, Isaac some, Newton some. saw an apple and
1: came up with the whole right. theory of
0: gravity. Right. Somebody else did, but you didn't. So, what I'm saying, and I'm not saying that it's yeah, not what's the point. What I find fascinating about it is how much information we take for granted and we believe to be real is just something that we heard. Like, I just find that fascinating. How else do you learn?
1: How else do you acquire knowledge
0: than you learn it from somebody? Well, what, al- what other way is there to acquire information about the world? I'll give you many examples. One example is. Uh I put my hand on this hot pan, and it was so experience hot. you experience the, it. What experience. else is there? You either hear about it or you experience it, and your experience is so small, and the world's so big, right, which is what I'm talking about. I'm just saying I'm not saying that the stuff that you read about or the stuff that people have studied is is not true. That's not what I'm saying. The thing that I find fascinating is how much we trust what we've heard, and that's the part. That that I find fascinating just because there's people that believe like that the earth is flat because somebody said, oh, the earth is flat. And they were like, oh, that makes sense to me because everything seems pretty flat. Like uh, it doesn't seem round like I live in Kansas or I live in Oklahoma and it's real flat. So, yeah, the earth is probably flat. So somebody believes that because somebody Mm -hmm. said it. And uh, well, they're they're idiots. Right, but the stuff that really smart people believe is they've come about that information from the same way. Somebody said it, and they're like, oh, I believe that.
1: No, no, that that's that's not the case. Someone says the Earth's round, and what you're supposed to say is say, why? Why do you believe that? And then from lots of different areas of science, they can prove that the, that the world is an orb. From pictures, from the curvature, from the way shadows move. And then you take all of that information, and you form a conclusion based on good information it's not like well this person said it's round this person said it's flat i'm just going to flip a coin and believe whoever says whatever you have to
0: prove statements about reality i know but i'm not again i'm not talking about i'm not talking about why something is more valid than something else the thing that i'm once again talking about is i find it fascinating of how much we believe how much stuff that we haven't seen we haven't experienced we don't really know about but we accept it as fact like I haven't seen I haven't been inside a fucking uh one of those farms where they have all the chickens in the cages and I've seen pictures of it and I've seen videos of it so I believe it exists but I've never actually seen it so I just find it that because what what happens is when you start thinking about what you know and how you know it it just it becomes interesting to me in terms of like how we experience reality and and it also has a lot to do with the fact that i've been watching you know i watched all those black mirrors where you're not sure is this reality is this is this uh virtual reality i don't know and uh i just find it fascinating i find cuz it's a mystery the world life my existence it's it's very much a mystery to me and so I find it fascinating and I'm scared. I'm scared and I am fascinated by it. And I don't believe that I know anything and I don't believe anybody knows anything. Now, some things are more logical and make more sense to me than others, for sure. But I don't know anything. I really don't. I mean, I think I do, but I don't. But you do. What do you do? Like you do a lot of you do a lot of this grinding it out songwriting, right? I'm doing a lot of work. I find that fascinating, that that where you're trying to write a song to hopefully have somebody record it. Like, I find that interesting because, like, if I had to write that way, I don't know if I could write, and I definitely wouldn't enjoy it. Like, it wouldn't be enjoyable to me. The part that I love about songwriting that I find enjoyable is writing crazy shit. Like, I know I talked about it a couple podcasts ago, but that song, The Money Onion... Like, if I was in one of those songwriting sessions in Nashville and I said, let's write a song called The Fucking Money Onion. And I started doing all this shit about I'm on your track like a pack of rabid rats. They'd be like, uh, fucking, uh, I'm trying to think of a a country star blank country star is not going to record this. I'm like, yeah, but it's fun and we're having fun, right? No, we need to write a robot song for the country person with the truck in it and the beer and the cut off jean shorts and also the cowboy boots. And also mention the beach or mention a six pack or mention a cowboy hat or mention other fetish country things that are in all of the top ten country songs must make the dollar bill float into the pocket and then float out of the pocket into the rich person's pocket and then all go to hell and have the world end in a fiery storm where Jesus says you got it wrong motherfuckers. Uh, So I got an idea. I got a red pickup truck and a six-pack and some luckies. I can't mention cigarettes. Oh, uh, and some teenage bra. Nope, can't mention teenage bra. Uh, and I got some scabs on my ankle from sliding on the ground after I tripped up on my motorbike. Alright, everything's good except for all of the part except for the motorbike. Oh, we can't use motorbike. (sighs) Are we out of time? We're out of time. Yep. (laughs) I only wish I could have seen your face through all of that shit all right well until next time check out clint's podcast meddle up your podcaster check out my podcast uh the song club and uh, until next time we love you guys peace <laughs>